Daktronics came and, and did a presentation at our Big South video meetings. Um, and usually, you know, you, you get these things and you're like, yeah, whatever, these guys are selling a product. But you guys actually, <laughs> this was not the case with you guys. Like this was, I saw this and I thought, this is a quality product, we can use this. Hello and welcome to the Dactronics Experience Podcast. I'm Justin Oxner here with Matt Anderson. Today we're joined by Nick Case, Director of Athletic Video Communications at Charleston Southern University. We're going to talk about their new live book, what it has done for their streaming productions, its flexibility, features Nick likes, and more. And we're here today with Nick. Nick, how you doing? I'm great, guys. How are you guys doing? Pretty good. Matt, you doing all right over there? Yeah, it's a good day, Justin. Always a good day. Okay. It's it's nice. The weather outside is nice. <laughs> it is nice out here in South Dakota. Yeah, so we're it's up here. It's balmy 90-something here in Charleston, so, you know, take that for what it's worth. Yeah, we're, yeah. we've been flirting with the hundreds uh, on and off for last week, so we always joke in South Dakota here that we get the uh, really hot and the really cold, <laughs> no right. matter what. Um, Nick, can we start with what Matt likes to call the origin story? He's a big superhero movie fan. So <laughs> with, with an origin story, can you tell us a little bit of your background and how you got to your current position with Charleston Southern University? When you say that, I just finished watching the latest Loki. Oh, um, there you go. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, so it's a very long story. Um, I actually started out in radio about 15 years ago in the Charleston market. Um, and hopped around a lot, even took an internship with the Penguins in Pittsburgh at one point. Um, uh, and then at one point, just as radio goes, it dries up. Uh, <laughs> unfortunately, I still love radio. Um, yeah, I've podcasted like you guys just to, you know, get that itch. Um, but just it, it just dried up. And I, I met a guy randomly downtown in Charleston one night that remembered me from a sports talk station I was on. I was producer of a sports talk show. Okay. And he remembered me and he ended up being Dennis Trapani, who's now at Wyoming, but he was called the Charleston's video person. And that was right as streaming was starting out. Um, he said, uh, I need an audio person for my my streams. Are you interested? And I, needing a job, said, yeah, sure, let's go for it. <laughs> um, and I kind of fought it for a while, just like, yeah, I, this is not what I want to do. It's a means to an end. And then, you know, just through College of Charleston, I met people at uh, the Citadel. I met people at the River Dogs and then charleston southern eventually um and it just snowballed and snowballed and eventually i said okay mercy mercy i give in i'm going all in on this tv stuff um i freelanced full for a while and then i got um offered an assistant position at charleston southern which i said sure because i just got married and it was assistant pay and i could local and then within a month jeremy sullivan who was the video person there the director of athletic video communications left to uh unc wilmington so uh, very quickly, I had a meteoric rise at Charleston Southern once I got onto the staff beyond just a game day capacity. Okay. And uh, that's where I've been for about four years. You kind of mentioned, I mean, at the beginning, you weren't sure if it was something you wanted to do and, and going through the different things you did to get where you are now. At what point maybe did you realize, yeah, I do enjoy this. Was there kind of something that, that kind of clicked or, or how did that come about? Honestly, it wasn't so much that I didn't enjoy it. I had a good time with it. Um, and a lot of that was just the crew I was around and uh, looking back, I didn't realize like what a revolution I was in the middle of. Because, uh, like I said, this is when it was the streaming thing was brand new. You know, people were it was just starting out. This was uh, eight, nine years ago. Mm -hmm. um, I didn't realize what I was in the middle of. I was just enjoying being around people that I, you know, had fun with. And um, 
But it was just as those jobs kept piling up. And I'd had a couple of radio interviews for positions like in Boston, St. Louis. I interviewed with the Steelers, Mm -hmm. but nothing clicked. I even interviewed for a job in Charleston that I somehow didn't get. Mm -hmm. Um, And uh, in the end, it was just like, all right, then those opportunities went away and I kept getting more opportunities and streaming opportunities. And I'm just, it just kind of, that's when it was said uh, mentally, you know, this is it. This is what I've got to do. This is what I'm supposed to be doing. This is what the higher power is pushing me me to do. So I just put the cards on the table and went all in basically. Okay. And then at Charleston Southern University, a couple of years ago, you guys got a new video display there for your football stadium. And you mentioned some streaming things and maybe there was something that came along with that. Um, we know that the the 2019 season was an, an interesting one. You said you, you kind of got it cut short um, leading into 2020 there. Um, can you give us some insight to what that uh, installation brought for you guys there? Yeah, so um, it, we officially installed the first video board at Charleston Southern with the help of you guys at Dactronics. Um, and uh, it just opened up a whole opportunity of, of things. You know, I worked with you guys before in a lesser capacity at the Charleston, South Carolina Stingrays, the ECHL team, ECHL team here. So I had an idea of what goes on video boards, but uh, just in terms of being able to push content out to people and give us more things to, it gave us a little more motivation to make content in-house because it wasn't just suddenly, all right, it's going out to social where hopefully people will see it. Now we have a game day presentation to do these player Q and A's. My big project that I did over the COVID lockdown was actually a history of CSU football, mainly for the video board at football, just as like a 10, 15 minute get into the stadium and, you know, gates open 90 minutes beforehand. What's going to go on the video board? Well, we can do a rotating marquee or we can try to do something a little more interactive. That's where the player Q and A's come in. That's where my history of football comes in. It's, you know, 10 minutes of something active on the board that I would not have had um, without, I wouldn't have had that desire to do that without the video board there because it's a, it's that mindset of what we need to do. How free can we be creative to fill in some kind of uh, uh, content for this board that didn't exist before. It, it, it's forcing our minds to think in a new way, and that's that's pretty neat. And I got to think your your history you've already talked about with the with the streaming and working in these different areas. When you get a video board there, and you said it was the first one there. Um, you, I mean, your mind obviously knows kind of like what you're saying, what to do with that. Because sometimes we will talk to schools and maybe it's their first ever video board. And maybe it takes them a couple of years to, to really realize, what can I do with this? The first thing is just get live video up on that. Don't crash the car. Make sure it goes smooth. But um, <laughs> yeah. I got to think that you maybe had a, a little bit of a head start because of your background, right? Yeah. And it, it, they, they came to me say, how can we get this video up here? How can we get this video up here? And it was actually just knowing what I knew. Dealing with it a bit at College of Charleston, dealing with it at the Stingrays, I knew a very easy pathway to getting the live video feed up there without having to jump through a lot of hoops. And uh, it made it easy when I talked to you guys and dealt with you guys, hey, this is what I need. I just need a straight SDI run uh, from my trailer. And this is this is where the patch bay needs to be. And it became very easy to say, hey, this is what we need. This is how it had to come. Um, and it made that that transition um much better um and same came with when it when uh the opportunity for a fan can came uh fan cam came pardon me it's not easy to, that's, <laughs> that's not tough, easy to say yeah i was gonna yeah. say that's a tough one um yeah, same thing I, I working in these other places i knew what we needed to make that happen and, and the different pathways and, uh, to to make that happen uh and so it was easy to communicate with you guys and, and say hey this is what i need how can you make it happen and give us the different 
options and then pick from there. And then you had all the the options to get things onto the display itself. And you've mentioned a couple times that streaming was coming up and we know you got a live book with that installation in 2019. How did that help you with the streaming aspect? Uh, well, so we got our live book last year. We got it over the summer. It was something that um, I had planned to get over the summer regardless. Oh, okay. uh, yeah, uh, this was uh, Dactronics came and, and did a presentation at our Big South video meetings. Um, and usually, you know, you you get these things and you're like, yeah, whatever. These guys are selling a product. But you guys actually, <laughs> this was not the case with you guys. Like this was, I saw this and I thought this is a quality product. We can use this. Uh, it just had to wait because we were in the process of building a, a second setup with a TriCaster Mini, a new 3Play and things like that. Um, so some money needed to be saved and, and just, uh, so we were not able to get the live book that summer, but in the, this past summer, um, we finally got it and it, it, uh, it made things so much better for me and in so many different ways too. Um, you know, the reality of last summer was it was COVID year. We were still going to try to play at some indeterminate point, mm-hmm. but things needed to, I, I, my trailer is a, like a 20 by eight trailer. Uh, we traditionally have five people crammed in that space. Okay. When we went into the summer, I had the, the obvious knowledge of we can't fit all these people in this space. I need to change this. This needs to distance. This needs to change. Mm-hmm. And the thing that made it very easy was my, we were running um, Viz and my Viz was static. I could no longer do that, but it made it very easy to say, I've got this laptop that can go anywhere. And while we kept it in the trailer, we were able to isolate the um, the AJT to the back of the trailer with the same person running audio and keep simplifying audio in the process, just ma- mainly worrying about like announcer mics and an iPad. It made it so that I could safely distance in my trailer mm-hmm. and it made it so that and it's so easy that somebody could also run audio while also running the graphics necessary to make our broadcast look good. So just just to start off with, it made my process of making things safe and redistributing my trailer for COVID protocols so much easier. And that was such a big thing for me at just to start because it made my life that much better just from the outset of the process of, all right, how do I reconfigure basically my whole life in this trailer to make it so everyone is safe in there? That's interesting. That's a, that's a thought I'd a thought I hadn't thought of. Is that right, Justin? Sure. Can I say that? <laughs> um, yeah. Is the, is the, uh, we talk about coming back to sporting events and, and some distancing capacities, but you forget, okay, in the control room, not all the control rooms have that maybe a luxury of having a lot of space. So you have to kind of reconfigure things as you're saying. Um, and then I'm just kind of curious, Nick, too, from I maybe mean, just because uh, a marketing standpoint too, you mentioned that kind of presentation where, uh, where it actually was really good, wasn't too salesy for you. Was that the first time you had heard of, of Livebook or had you heard in the past? Because you had worked with Dectronics before too, right? I'm just kind of curious. Did you have any previous knowledge at all about it? I had no knowledge about it before. I, it was the first time I'd heard of it. It was the first time it was ever presented to me, uh, but it made such a big impression in that moment that I it kept stuck with me for that year that I kept going to my boss, Seth Montgomery, saying, this is what I, this is, this is what we'll do for this year. It was the, the TriCaster Mini and we just ran live text and whatever, it's fine. Mm-hmm. But next year we have to get this thing because this is awesome. And thankfully, you know, the finances still worked out even with the COVID shutdown and, and that, I was able to do it. And, um, but it, for it, for a year, it stuck with me that I can't wait to have this thing. I can't, this is going to make such a difference in, in our broadcast. And, and it really did. It really did. So you were doing broadcasts before you had the live book and then, and this just made it easier for you, especially in that truck. Oh yeah. Uh, we were, yeah, we were running 
uh, is system and it's fine. I mean, there's nothing wrong with it, but I, it, it was so specialized that I could only have like one or like two or three people on my crew that knew how to do it. And I had to depend on them. And if they weren't there, what do I do for this year with, you know, people coming and going and schedules being, you know, we'd have a game scheduled for six o'clock, six o'clock. And then suddenly uh, on like a Thursday, Friday, then some, suddenly, oh, it's uh, two o'clock Wednesday and one o'clock Thursday. Okay, well, the same people can't work. What do I do? I was able to, in more than one instance, have somebody show up at call time an hour before, sit them down in front of the live book. All right, these are the basics. Spend the next hour learning this. Get comfortable with it. And then as things go on, if you get more comfortable and explore, go for it. But it, we were still able to put on a high quality show with high quality graphics giving that person an hour plus to, to get to know the machine and, and do what needed to be done on it to 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 run just, you know, a score bug or, you know, do the odd bug pop, bug pop or, you know, locators and, and things like that. And that would not have been possible on the biz. So maybe aside from kind of you mentioning, it's nice having this on a laptop because it allows you to kind of move it around your trailer and accommodate those things. Is there is there maybe one, one or two uh, features that stick out to you as being the most helpful? Yeah, so... Um, so many of my productions, especially since I'm a smaller school, we got to streamline it a bit, but you, you want to have those flares like, you know, upcoming games or, uh, halftime stats or, uh, coach bios or things like that, that you can just fly in, you know, on the fly. Um, and I love the quick action buttons because you can build out those templates and you can have them set and ready at a certain time. And you can just go to the, tell the person that's running graphics, hey, go ahead, go to that tab down there and find, hey, home defense, give me the big south standings. Uh, and and just it's just a right click to fly it in. Um, it is ni- it's nice that you guys have the, you know, the, the, the four number call up feature so you can get more in depth and do more things and all that. But just to be able to stick with our template and say, all right, now it's time for uh, a way upcoming games. Go ahead and bring it to me without having to go through the extra steps of typing in the four numbers, which admittedly is not hard, but just to have it right there in front, it really makes for that foolproof. Hey, this person is just learning this thing, but we want to run the same show. Well, right. Well, everything's in front of you. Boom. You're, sh- you're good to go. Mm-hmm. And it sounds like these are um, workflow uh, things are streamlining the workflow to try and make it easier for for the user on the back end. And we've been talking about some of those back end features and things that help you do your job. Um, is it one of those where if you do it correctly and it helps you do things, the the people that are watching won't notice? Or is is this something that you've heard feedback from other people on on what you've been doing with the live book? Um, it's for better or worse, and I think for the better, it's one of those they're not going to notice. You know, it's mm-hmm. it's like the offensive lineman. You don't notice they're doing their job right or wrong until you hear their name. Yeah. yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah, the holding so, call or. Yeah, yeah right. exactly. You know, it's <laughs> it, but it's seamless. And, and through the past year, when it was more imperative that people stay home and watch broadcasts, we've gotten so many compliments on our broadcasts. Uh, and, and, and not to toot my own horn because it's not me. It's, it's my crew that helps me do this great job that I trust them and know them and I can put them in these positions. But you know, we put, we don't look like a big South production or like a low level division one as we are production. Um, there's nothing wrong with being in the big South or like the SOCON or something like that, but we don't have the resources of some of these group of fives or, or, you know, or even somebody like my friend at coastal Carolina, we don't have those resources to put on something bigger. But we're able to put on bigger shows and the live book helps us keep that professional, sharp, top line image that I'm proud to say we put out there. And thankfully, all my crew is proud to say we put, we put out there like they will go back and say, man, we put on a really good show. That was a really good show we just did. And 
a lot of that is some of the workflow that we're able to implement now with the live book it makes it so much easier to do it. Like I said, I'm not limited to the same two or three people anymore. Mm-hmm. I had people that would come in for a softball match and say, and I'd say, Hey, I need you to run graphics today. Here's, you know, here's the basics of it. This is what we need to do. And once you get more comfortable, you can try to add some more flares like the, like the, the, the bug pops or uh, drop down sequences and things like that. But this is just the basics of what we need. Go ahead and, and make it happen. And there's no way I could have had that person trained in, in an hour or less to run that process with our previous graphics machine. And I'm thinking this is one of those, I don't say it's deceiving, but people see the the quality show you're putting on and they may think that's got to be a huge crew back there that is putting on all this to make it look that way. Yeah, exactly. And then we, and then reality is it's, it's three of us <laughs> so, <laughs> in the trailer. And then just, and then however many camera people, you know, and and I I go back to this again, to be able to have it so simplified, but still look so good that I can say, all right, graphics is also running audio was such, I, I can't emphasize enough how huge that was for me this past year. It was such a, like weight off my mind to say, all right, this is an easy fix to a really complicated problem. Cause I had to rearrange so much to keep it safe. Mm-hmm. And just to be able to put this on a stand in the back with that it in front of them and then the audio right next to them. And for them to still do a high quality product while juggling those two <laughs> positions, basically, mm-hmm. I, I think it, it says a lot, a lot about how easy it made it for me, but it also says a lot about the product that they can do that and they can do it so quickly that it's it, it's that helpful. It almost makes me think of one of those memes where it's what my friends think my job actually looks like and then yeah. what it does. Like yes, it's exactly. completely different uh, what you thought was going on yeah. back there. But I'm going to, it's, it's almost like a, uh, a, a rephrase of Justin's question is we usually ask people, what's the feedback you've heard from, you know, fans and audience, but you, you really loved it when you saw his presentation about Livebook, uh, got it in there. And then what was it like maybe for the feedback from your crew? Were they there in the original presentation or was it kind of like, you brought in the new shiny toy and they all saw it and loved it right away. Kind of what was their, I don't know, how do they receive it, I guess? Um, I, well, I hyped it up and tell them, you guys are not going to believe this thing. It's awesome. It's, <laughs> <laughs> so I set the bar pretty high to begin with. Okay, but, um, no, uh, they, they loved it. Um, like they, if they hadn't been running the previous one, um, they were like, I really want to check this out. I'm curious about it. Because the other one didn't have a control widget. We had to do go through and manually update everything. You know, every ball, every strike, every out, every yard, every down, every distance. Oof. The control widget makes everything so much easier here. Um, we love the OCR support um, because instead of me ha- us having to over overlay or underlay, I don't, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it, uh, superimpose, I guess, uh, a clock that we that we. Uh, it's, it's now just a part of the graphics system. And, um, I have like three people, four people who can direct and they love not having to worry about that anymore, running a downstream <laughs> keyer for that. But, um, no, I, I kind of told them about it and I'm like, you're not going to believe this thing. And, and they all got on there and when they got to use it, like, this thing is amazing. This is awesome. This is so cool. I, and, and they wanted to take time to get to, to like dig into it and see what they could do and with the different templates and how they could, you know. I didn't have time to do lower thirds for baseball and things like that because I had 20 sports going on, you know, I had yeah. baseball, softball, soccer, volleyball, football, all going on at the same time. So I just didn't bother with that, but it's something we wanted to look forward to next year to be like, I can't wait to do this. I can't wait to build this and really get this thing going. 
Yeah, that's just, I was just going to ask about is what what's your plans for the future? You said you're doing more than just football. You're doing multiple different sports with it. And I believe you just added a second live book. Is that correct? You have kind of bigger yeah, plans? Yeah, the, the conference is going to be getting us a second one. So we're going to have that. I mentioned that second setup that we have. We have the trailer and then we have a TriCaster Mini and all of that stuff. I'm going to keep one dedicated to the trailer. Um, and then we're going to use that second one and dedicate it to the secondary setup, which is going to be nice because then we can start pushing boundaries and doing trying to broadcast at once for a change. Because in the past, it, we didn't have the the ability to do that. We had the, the Viz in one and we had live text on the other broadcast. And that wasn't something that you could feasibly try to run at the same time. But this makes it so that I can have somebody that says that I can say, all right, go ahead and softball, baseball crossover. All right, we're going to try to do a game at once. And it's the same setup. It's the same system. So, hey, you've been running baseball, come over and run softball for me. Uh, it, so it's going to allow us to expand in that sense, too, and that we can now try to do something like that, something cool that we haven't done before and have that point of pride of saying, yeah, we just put on concurrent broadcasts. And they were all top quality. And a lot of that is because I'm not limited anymore by the graphic system that we have. I was going to say, it's also by, I mean, further hitting on the point that you did earlier that it doesn't need as many operators to run it. So even when you do get the second one and you have a couple games going on at the same time, you're still able to to do that. Yeah. And, you know, and then we can try to get fancy with with it if we want come football season, if we get enough crew, because we can reshuffle, reshuffle the, 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 our, our, sister, our trailer back to the, the capacity that it was. All right. One person just to run score bug. The other person goes and builds you know, bug pops and, 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 you know, fancy graphics and, you know, in-game stuff and, and they can work in harmony together. I didn't even think about that. So yeah, even if there's not multiple games going on, there's a benefit of having that second one around there still. Yep. Yeah. I'm curious though, have you heard anything from, from sponsors at all? Do you bring in any kind of advertising with this or is it kind of all, I mean, we hear different things sometimes from, from customers. Some are, nope, you know, it's game stats, this only, right. but some talk about well, yeah, now that like the local car dealership or someone wants in and you're starting to sell graphics and lower thirds as a sponsorship. Have you heard anything from from that side of things at all? I haven't just because we're just now starting to explore it. But through the Big South, we have a lot of in-game sponsorships already that we have to run. And um, it's helped that I can I'll, I'll use your templates and just run it against the blue background and uh, key out the blue and put it over some B-roll and and, you know, come back from break with, you know, you're this big South on ESPN broadcast is brought to you by Pepsi. Mm. But then we do have like, you know, Pepsi, what fans like, where we have to impose that over shots of fans. And we had limited capacity. So we were still able to do that this past year. Um, uh, and then we have a new marketing person that, and we're going to start s- selling that. And I can say, look, we have this capability that we can do this because we have the, the, um, the, the logo that'll pop out of the score bug that we can leave up for five, 10 minutes during, you know, this third inning is brought to you by your local car dealership, like you mentioned, that sort of thing, you know, mm-hmm. and I have competent enough announcers, thankfully, that can handle that. So that's a big part of that equation. <laughs> yeah. um, but um, so it's something that um, I know that this is capable of that I am all gung ho and exploring because I feel the confidence in it. Yeah. And you mentioned they could call it out and say this, this quarter sponsored by, but then I think the, the other thing that you subtly mentioned there was that it can pop out next to the score bug and it's yep. um, the ability to even just have a sponsor's logo with the score bug during that entire time. Maybe you announce it to begin with and it stays up there for the whole quarter or something like that. So, exactly. Yep. And that's something I'm, that's how I'm kind of presenting it to them is that's what we can do for, you know, this, this inning, this quarter, this, uh, this drive for football, you know, it's the, the so-and-so red zone, you know, something like that. 
and we could just keep it out as long as they're there. I think I heard you you say, Nick, that the, the conference was helping supply the next live book. Is that correct? Yeah. So the entire conference will be getting them, which um, I've been uh, hyping this up to other people in the conference <laughs> that don't have them as well. And they're uh, like my friend at um, Gardner Webb, Phil Constantino, he, I've been telling him about it. And he's like, oh my gosh, I really want one of those. I really want one of those. I don't know how we have the money, I, I don't, but I really want one. And now he's going to get one and, and he's really thrilled about it. You're the you're the hype man for sure. I'm definitely taking that away from this. Um, you know, uh, you know, if you want to just send a, a a little cut, I can send you an invoice or you know just just let me know. You 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 know what to re- you know what to reach me. It's fine. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Sounds good. Because I, I was I was curious of the so the conference supplying one too. I don't know. I kind of want to dive a little bit into that. Do they? I mean, there's probably a list of expectations then, right? They send it to the schools and they say, all right, now we expect broadcast for all your sports, certain sports, certain games. Kind of like, how does that handle when they kind of just give you that and, and realize that now you probably have to provide them with a, with a, some sort of stream of your sporting events? Well, it's, you know, it's, we've been on the E plus and E3 networks for about three years now. Okay. Okay. So um, it's nothing that we haven't been doing just on the biz and some schools have expressions. Um, but it's just going to, I think it's going to help uniform that quality because, you know, you look around at some of these schools and I'm fortunate I'm in Charleston, South Carolina. There are a lot of people here and there are a lot of people that want to work here. When you get to like Phil at at, uh, Gardner Webb, he's in the middle of North Carolina, like an hour east of or west of Charlotte. You get to high point where you're in the middle, like equidistance between Charlotte and and Raleigh, it's hard to get some people at these places. Presbyterian, same thing. You're 30 minutes outside of Columbia, South Carolina, and tiny Clinton, South Carolina, when people are only coming here to go to school. So it, there are times when it gets hard to find quality people that can run something a little more advanced like a Viz. And 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 I'm not, I don't want to say advanced. That's not right because that's it feels like I'm demeaning the the live book, and I'm not. <laughs> something I promise you, I'm not. If anything, it's you know. Um, <laughs> it's something more complicated like the vids. Okay. Um, and so I think this will help uniform that approach because it'll be easier for them to say, Hey, this is, you know, do a training session at the beginning of the year. Cause this is so easy to train on that. Then it's easy for them to say, Hey, all right, uh, we've got these people out on spring break, but I have these people I can throw these on and they're going to put out the same kind of product. So it allows that uniformity now that they've always been looking for and that especially ESPN has been looking for throughout the conference in terms of how it looks, the quality, what all you're putting up there. We've never had a mandate to say do halftime stats, stats do away oh, schedules, okay. do standings, uh, do games around the conference. These are things I like to do, okay. but it, it gives these people a chance to do more like that because it's easier to have somebody come on the day of and run that. So it's so it's about empowering them and giving some potential consistency across consistency, the conference. Yeah. yeah. 100%, yeah. And I and I and ease of use with it is going to go largely towards that. And I know I think two or three other people in our conference have them and speak highly of them uh, according to our like our the video director of the conference Mark Bryan and I think that's what led them to go that way with these. I'm thinking this is one of my last questions. I know Justin likes to give me a hard time because I think of a lot of questions here as we go on, but <laughs> Um, thinking back, I don't know if it's a way to maybe tie this all together then, but going back again for the probably third time to mention this, that, that presentation seminar you had where you saw it all for the first time, you thought it was great thinking back from that to what you have now, right? Cause there's, I mean, there's even 
like fast food memes where it's always like, Hey, that's the picture of what this sandwich looked like. Right. And this is what I actually got. Yeah. Right. It doesn't look anything yeah. like, what would you say? Like, what was the expectation that you had or were your expectations met basically from what you saw in that presentation? And then when you actually had it and used it? Honestly, I think they were 100% met. Um, and it's not, you know, trying to say I'm here, so I'm going to say the nice thing. No, I, <laughs> I truly believe they were 100% met. I, the OCR support was the big selling point for me. Okay. Uh, just because that I felt like we were running a reasonable show on the biz, but that was the big thing we don't have because we don't have that data entry, um, uh, unfortunately. So we needed that OCR support to have that official looking clock. And then the 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 score bug widget so that we can control down and distance balls and strikes with ease as opposed to having to shuffle through pages and deal with ones and zeros and, and hope you got it right. And yeah, that has just made such a big difference. And and just being able to hit a single button to, to throw up a flag um, or, you know, that sort of thing is, it's 100% exceeded my expectations. Um, so beyond met them. Um, yeah, the, the only hiccup I found, and I, and, and, um, I think it's more an us thing, is we don't, our video board has taken the place of our scoreboard. So we don't have like an analog scoreboard anywhere. Oh, okay. And yeah. we have, so I tried to use the OCR support for football. However, it did not like the font that we had on the video board. It was not the standard font. It did not like the font we had on the video board for our, oh. for our, for our clock. That was the only, the only out of an entire year of sports crammed into six months that was the only <laughs> issue i had was it did not like our gothic new roman or whatever crazy font we're, we're, we're working with but it was easy enough that our, our the guy that was running our uh easy enough that was running the guy that was running it was able to just keep with the game clock on the game clock widget and then you know if he had to adjust all right well we're going to replay and then he'd bump it back down a couple seconds so even then it wasn't the biggest deal Nice. It's been great to hear all of the the different use cases and, and different features and how you're implementing this at Charleston Southern right now. And it's, it's been great to have you on to hear you talk about all of that and share your thoughts on that. So thanks for joining us and thanks for taking the time out of your day. Yeah, let me let me add one more thing that wasn't brought up, but honestly was the huge, huge thing for me this past year. Okay. Um, and this is like from the heart. It uh, This year was really hard just with everything changing, everything crammed together. So like mentally it was really tough and it allowed me to tell my boss, I'm taking this thing and I'm working from home for a few days and just kind of regather myself, spend some time with my wife and actually get work done. And to not be tied to the office to update graphics and build out my football graphics, my baseball graphics, my soccer, whatever was coming up that week to be able to go home for a few days and decompress, spend time with my dog, spend time with my wife, but still get actual work done. That was huge, man. That, that was sincerely huge. And so that was also just an unexpected thing that came along with this was being able to, even on a regular year, we spend 60 hours a week during the prime of our season. So to be able to mm -hmm. reclaim some of that time and still get that work done was awesome. See, I love this. This is another reason why I love doing the podcast here too, because we talk to the customers like yourself and always say something that I mean, we're in marketing too. I'd never thought of that aspect of, right. of something, right? And you mentioned this, it being on a laptop. I mean, it's, it's, that was huge for you because of both the control room flexibility, being able to move it around to space out your crew. And like you just said, be able to take it home and work and do some of that work from home too. Yeah. And I'm speaking at SVG on Tuesday and it's about small schools and how we like make things work and you know, what we use and how we maintain our sanity. And honestly, I'm going to talk about this thing and the NDI support and how big that was, but I'm also going to mention that it, you know, I maintained my sanity by being able to take this thing home and, and do some actual work on it. And 
And my bosses knew that that's what I was doing and that made them okay with it. It wasn't just me saying, Oh, I'm going to work from home and, <laughs> you, know, yeah, right. you know, sit on my futon and watch Dan Patrick in the morning and <laughs> do nothing else. So, it, you know, it, that was, it, it's, it's something I'm going to bring up and it, but it is something that I felt needed to be brought up because even during the regular year, it will be crazy and it won't be as taxing mentally and physically as this past year was. God, I hope not. But, um, right. yep. it, it, it gives you that opportunity and that chance. And as long as you have the workplace that allows that, it's a huge selling point that you can take it home and you can get work done and you can grind away, but you're still at home and you're not at work and you are around that commute, that, that place that you need to be for a while. Right. It's awesome to hear that you, you, um, leveraged that flexibility in a positive way and you were able to do, to do that. And, and your boss let you do that. And we will be looking forward to your presentation at SVG coming up this Tuesday. The uh, June twenty second, correct? Correct. Yeah, three fifteen. Nice. Awesome. Well, thank you again for coming on and, and sharing your thoughts today about LiveBook and how you guys have implemented that. It was it was great to hear and great to talk to you. Absolutely. Thanks for having me on, guys. It was awesome. Yeah. Thanks, Nick. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Dectronics Experience Podcast. Please subscribe at your favorite place to listen to podcasts to keep up with our latest episodes. 